Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. My name is Gary. And this is Mike. And this is Daniel. Well... In our last podcast, we talked. Well, the last podcast that we recorded, we talked a little bit about uh, video game addiction or or co addictions or things like that. And Daniel mentioned something that I really, really liked and wanted to revisit or to really dive into. He, he talked about the importance of being present. Yes. Great concept. Being present. So, I would like to have a conversation on what what does it mean to be present? What does that look like? Um, you know, you know, because that's very different than just, you know, just being sitting in there, the being there. Room. Yeah, sure, sure. Being so in the same room. Let's let's uh, let's just jump into that a little bit and let's talk about what it means to be present. Well, I, I uh, first of all, my own experience tells me that the concept is very evolutionary mm-hmm. in terms of my own universe, my own recovery. What I mean by that is, is that it may mean something to me today that it won't mean to me a year from now. Mm -hmm. And it certainly didn't mean to me a year ago. Fair Mm -hmm. enough. I think, uh, uh, I I remember very early on our common counselor who would say stuff like be present. And I I would, I would scratch my head saying, what, what does that mean? I'm in the same room. What does that mean? I don't understand this whole concept of presence and I'm starting to understand it now. Um, I've, I've, I've been, to countless hours of counseling, marriage counseling, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And one of the things that's coming out of that more than anything is is to be to be available for my spouse in her moments of distress. And I believe that's an element of presence mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. some extent, is to, to recognize that she needs a place to detox and to get rid of all of that, whatever it is that she's experiencing in her moment of distress. And I'm supposed to be the place where she's comfortable and going. And that's a that's a learned behavior, mm-hmm. I will tell you. That's not something you just wake up with in one morning and say, well, look at me, I'm suddenly present, you know? Yeah. And so, like I said, I believe this to be sort of an evolutionary kind of a concept. The way it's moving in my life is, is that I'm recognizing more and more that I have a responsibility to my children, to my grandchildren, to my wife in their moments of distress, in their moments of trouble, mm-hmm. and in their moments of happiness. I want to be there and present for that grandkids' birthdays, things like that, to be part of what's going on, not physically just in the same room, but to actually step away from my phone, for instance, and to be a part of what's actually going on and to participate with them is all an act of presence. Yeah, I mean, for me, I can't tell you the number of times, like, I would be talking with my kids and that, we were at the game table, and they would mention something, and like, oh my gosh, that reminds me. And so I'd pick up my phone, and then I'm like, sure. I'm on the phone trying and to look that you're up. Gone. Yeah. And I'm, I'm checked out. I'm no longer part of the conversation. I'm no longer hearing what was so exciting for them because suddenly something sparked and I sh- I need to look at that instead of making a mental note. Okay, I'll check that out later. Yeah. What was going on? What else? And asking them questions, finding out what they were doing. Um, and more importantly for me, uh, being present was, you know, getting out of my anxious mind. Cause oh, I was yes. always worried about how I was going to respond, how they were going to react right. based on my response and all these things. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times Shane's like, just just be present. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? What does about? that mean? <laughs> you know, but then I realized it's like, you know, not worrying about all the what ifs 
and the could be's and yeah. just being in that moment. I mean, I just met with him this last week and he, it was like, okay, you know, what bombshells are dropping? None. Everything's good. I'm just saying hi and checking in and need to talk about my next step. And he's like, really? <laughs> That's it? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, and we just, we just had a great conversation. There was not, there's no anxiety or anything like that. It was just, yeah what we decided how you know the conversation flowed and that was nice to be that way and i've had friends come to me and i'm present you know and when they're upset i'm hearing them out i'm not worried about oh i gotta sure. i gotta put in some some quip i need to you know fix it i need to you know listen to respond mm -hmm. I, it's just i'm just here hearing you out and saying i'm sorry that sucks yeah that's mm -hmm. horrible do you know this reminds me this reminds me of a story from the Old Testament and I'm going to butcher this. Okay? <laughs> okay. But there was the prophet Samuel and the he was a boy and the Lord called to him and he said, "Here am I." Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the word in Hebrew, I believe is pronounced hineni. It means "here am I," but he's going somebody's looking it up. <laughs> but but what it means, it, it doesn't mean like, here I am, like I'm, I'm, I'm listening I'm, to I'm you. I'm physically yeah. standing here. And it means more than I'm listening to you. Actually, what it's saying is, is here I am, all of everything that I am, all of my attention, my ability, my resources, everything that I am is it's now here. focused. It's now focused on you. What, yeah. you know. You are correct in the pronunciation. What? Oh, nice. And you Inani. thought you were going to yep. butcher it. <clears throat> Yeah, and its meaning is here and I. Yeah, and yeah. but but the but the feeling that it invoked was a everything that I am is now focused. What yeah. you know? What is it that you need? And I love I love the word. I love the concept. And that was one of the things that I cottoned on to this kind of thing. And I says, how how can I live my life more like that? Absolutely. You know, too often, too often I would I'll find myself listening to somebody only waiting to respond sure. or thinking about what it is I'm going to respond to instead of just clearing my mind and listening mm -hmm. to what they're saying with the intent of really understanding what they're trying to communicate to me. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, too often have I, have I found myself doing something, you know, I could even use this podcast for an example. If I'm here recording with you guys and my mind is on work or what it is I'm not doing or, mm -hmm. or, you know, yeah. If I'm being absolutely honest, that the room I'm in is kind of a mess because <laughs> we've been super busy, you, you know. Uh -huh. uh, but if I let those things distract me, if I if I if I don't focus, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to miss out on something. I'm I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not exactly here. D does that make sense? Makes yes. complete sense. So so as we go through our life, as we go through our life, something something that that uh, Shane taught me that was really really interesting is is he said there was, there was something I was, I was mentoring somebody and it was upsetting my wife and I couldn't understand why she was upset mm -hmm. because I was doing good things. Sure. You know, but, but Shane pointed out to me, he says, I said, yeah, but she has first claim on your resources and you're not prioritizing that, you know, right. You're, you're not wrong. What you're doing is a, is a, laudable thing but you're you know you're not you're good not, better and best yeah you're good yeah. better and best you're not prioritizing correctly yeah, right you know it's okay to give of your excess it says but it's no good if you haven't got your yeah. 
you know, your stuff taken care of first. Some of the things we always talk about in, with my marriage counselor is, is mm-hmm. that we, we, we tend to give our spouses our leftovers, if you yes. will. Uh-huh. We've given our very best to, to the universe out there, including other addicts to some extent, and then and then turn right around and give our spouse only the leftovers. And so he's very clear about making certain that you know our recovery doesn't become our new addiction kind of stuff. Sure. That we focus on each other and we focus... And I love that about I, I love that concept because it's not I'm not in this relationship to give my wife seconds, if you will, mm-hmm. you know what's left. That's not what we're about. So there's a, there's again I, I I keep referring this to sort of an evolutionary thing. I my addictive behavior was very much about the stresses that I would create in my own mind while mm-hmm. I was asleep, and when I would wake up, I'd find myself in this immense amount of anxiety about all the things that I didn't get done, and worrying about all the things that I needed to get done. So. I'm in this place. I may be present here right now, but my mind was dealing with the past or worrying about the future, and and yeah. it was creating such anxiety that 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 escape was the only thing I could think of to 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 ease that burden. And I think that's what happens in all of our worlds. I yeah. really believe that. So, the idea of being present really creates this space whereby we can be healthy, and actually be focused and be be part of what's actually going on right here and right now because we can't do anything about what's already been done mm-hmm. and we can't we can't think our way through the future in a way that we can actually we can make a change to the future we can only live the moment that's here and now yeah well, I mean, one of my sponsees actually came to me because he had a, a a boundary violation with his spouse and i'm like okay this is what you got to do you got to tell her it's like oh but uh, you know he, he has all the you know we have all this stuff in place but like, no you need to tell her you need to be honest with her and then you know She's going to get upset. He's like, well, uh, you know, he said something about that. I'm like, no, she's going to get upset. It would be nice if she didn't do that. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? But she's hurt. She needs right. to express that pain. And this is what you need to do. You need to be present. Sit in that. Don't try to fix it. Yeah. Don't make any rebuttals. And just be there for her and be completely present. He's like, all right. And next thing I know, in the next day, he's like, Holy crap, that worked. <laughs> like, we're in a good place this morning. Like, I, I didn't think we were going to be. You know, and I ran into him at Shane's office afterwards. Like, yeah, it's, it worked. I was so surprised. It's amazing how just being present with someone really changes some things yeah. with them. I mean, even, you know, as long as your addiction and how many times you've hurt them, that's they immediately go, wait a minute, something's changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This isn't the normal combatant. Mike or the normal combatant Daniel or the person that's always trying to fix it, he just sat there, just listened to me and was present probably for the first time ever in our marriage. Yeah. And then they can start looking that there maybe are some changes that are happening because beforehand it's just like, oh, everything's crap. He's always screwing up. He's messing up. And so if you can be present, they start seeing those things mm-hmm. over and over. And not only that, it starts becoming second nature because just as we've trained ourselves and taught ourselves with this addiction, if we keep doing that, we're training ourselves yeah. to be present more and more. Do you know what else I found is is that that the more times I find myself being present, it draws people in. Yeah. I think people are hungry for somebody oh, for to be. Sure. Oh, yeah. Hungry to be around somebody who is living today's moment. That the, the moment that I'm experiencing right now is inviting to others who are, because they're experiencing chaos in their worlds. Yeah. Everybody's experiencing that, living in the past or stressing over the future, and it draws people in. 
There's nothing more comfortable than being around somebody who's completely comfortable about being in their own skin, where they're at, what's life. Mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable about where I'm at right now, and and that draws people in in a huge way. So it's 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 a fantastic concept. It's a fantastic idea. I find myself... I wake myself up at the middle of the night, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, stressing about something, and I have to really focus my mind to say, I don't want to stress over that. Mm-hmm. I know what that does to me. I want to think about something else. And more importantly, I want to get back to bed because that's what people do when mm-hmm. they go to bed is they're supposed to be asleep. So think about stuff that puts me to sleep, and, and it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. So but, I think about being present. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, when I struggle with sleeping, I'll stop and try to be present with myself. Okay. Yeah. What's going on with right. my body? What's going on in my mind that's mm-hmm. keeping me awake? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it could be I'm thinking too much on work or I'm thinking too much about this other issue. And so I have a notebook, I'll write it down. And then that allows my brain to quit you know, being transfixed on those. Sure. So it can say, okay, I don't need to remember that. I can let go. I can calm down because I know it's there. We can look at it in the morning. Yeah, so that really helps. Um, or, or sometimes it could just be, I feel a lot of anxiety. So I'll do mm. a meditation or I'll do a, some breathing exercises to try to calm down and be present with myself in that moment. And then generally I can let it go and then I can go to bed. Yeah. I'm but, surprised that I have a, uh, <clears throat> I was turned on to one of our, uh, to a breathing coach, if mm-hmm. you will, a, a, a yoga instructor. Uh, from one of our common counselors who'd said, you know, this is in, in part of their training, this is a person who had helped them. And so I, I took five or six sessions from this woman, and she, and she was focusing me on breathing. And I'm amazed at the the effect of just breathing exercises has on reducing anxiety and can bring me back to a present state. So when my mind starts to wander, sometimes I can just work through some breathing exercises and bring myself back to this. It can calm me down. It can put me in a place of, okay, I'm fine. Everything's good. Some of that stuff has been incredibly helpful. Do you know I'm a big fan of saying do the next right thing? Right. You know, and the idea of that is is that you really only have this moment to actually affect any kind of change in your life. Correct. And the idea of being present in this moment and making this like the best moment that this can be. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a neat idea. Yeah. That's very powerful. Idea. Actually. Very powerful. And it, and it's what gets you into that kind of that flow state where everything is just, yeah. you know, smooth and you're kind of running through things and getting things accomplished. And what is what does Shane like to say? Being a human being, not a human doing. Yep. Yeah. You know. <laughs> ah, the Shaneisms. Like they keep coming back. We we refer to them often. Yes, so. we do. Good stuff. What a great topic! Yeah, what a great topic. I've uh, I've very much enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, the idea of being present is uh, is is just plain good therapy. So, are you present? I am present. Oh, good. Are, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Gary's giving me a look, and I'm like, I, am I supposed yeah. to throw out a numbers? No. Um, yeah. No. I mean, it, being present is a really good thing. Uh, it's definitely something. I always thought I was, but I realized looking back, I wasn't, um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, someone would say something, I jumped to my phone or, you know, someone would ask me a question and I would partially answer it. I mm-hmm. wouldn't fully answer it because I was thinking of something else or my mind 
fragmented like oh you know kind of those squirrel moments like oh yeah i got and there's that and that and that and that i need to do or i need to go check out instead of just hearing them out being in the moment sure. talking with them um i do it more often or not with my kids even now you know i can tell if something's off where before i just would have i would have ignored it now it's like okay what's going on nothing no there's something up let's let's go talk let's yeah. sit down and you know, we have a talk and then I find out what's going on, and then we talk through it. I think uh, a key component of this, too, I'm just going to throw this out there because I'm, I'm noticing that in my own universe, that the idea of listening to actually listen versus listening to, to respond, respond yeah. is a very much a component of being present. Yeah. And that's, a, again, this, this word is very evolutionary for me. It's a, There was very, very early on in my, my path of recovery where... I wasn't really interested in listening to hear what was being said. It was a matter of I'm interested to respond. Yeah. Oh, I I remember like very first time mentoring. Yeah. Sure. Shane was like, oh man, I just I. He's admitted like I never knew it was coming to come out of your mouth. Like because I was in that <laughs> mode of listening to respond. Yeah. Throw out the right answer. Yeah. Even though it probably wasn't the right answer. <laughs> yeah. And then you know these last years like it was like a completely different me, and it was very insightful because I was present and paying attention and was able to hit on all cylinders and did see stuff that I would never have seen the first time around. Sure. Sure. Um, and it's, again, it's, it's, it's a muscle. You got to practice at it and train it and build it. Um, and then you find yourself being able to do it more often and almost instinctually sometimes. Yeah. I love recovery. I love the healthy. I do too. I really love the the insight and the, the way it sort of projects itself in your life, and you start seeing the noticeable differences in your life of where you were a year ago versus mm-hmm. where you are today. I'm noticing that. I mean, I love that. I love that. And presence is a big piece of it. But it's also nice to see it in others. You know, when we go to twelve step, and you can see, wow, that person is so much different. Sure. Um, you know, one of my old sponsees actually messaged me this week. It, you know, two years of clean time, but. You know, when I first met him, it was like he was struggling just to make a week. Right. And now his life is fantastic and amazing, and it's great seeing that. Oh, yeah. But again, because he's been more present, he's done all the work, and he's gotten to where he's at. And it, it hasn't been easy. Sure. It certainly hasn't been easy, but, man, he's thriving now, and it's, That's it's awesome. Do you know what else is really cool? What's that? I find that when I'm in a good place and I've got these things and I'm practicing them well. Mm-hmm. That the people that I interact with, I'll look at that person and I'll think, wow, you're, you're a fascinating person, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and you, you learn to connect and appreciate people in a, in a way that you just can't otherwise, right? you know, whether it's a coworker, you guys at the table or person that you're working with, or even, even somebody that you're like serving like working with or whatever you know right. whatever you know then you might not ever be with this person again mm-hmm. but but if you can really really be present and you can you, you'll you'll begin to make those connections those healthy connections that are the the antidote to that kind of stuff and you'll find yourself fully engaged in the things that you're doing and, and i think getting a lot more meaning out of the things that you're doing right you know i think that's powerful yeah. you know the the old saying that you know you get out of it what you put into it mm-hmm. and yep. when you're present you're putting Lots into lots it. Lots into it, yeah. yeah. 
I noticed in some of my own circumstances, I'm, I'm recognizing, and I think, again, it's part of presence, is this notion and idea that um, I'm always, I always want to be working on something, at least recovery-related. One of the things I've noticed about myself is I can speak very negatively about people. It's just been a habit of mine that I picked up some time ago, and so when I see somebody, my own children, for instance, you know, I maybe the first thing that comes to my mind is some negative thought about what they're doing that they should be, or what they're not doing that they should be doing, or what they're what they are doing that they shouldn't be doing, something like that. And that those are the things I immediately point out, right? Part of presence is saying, wait a second, is that really them or is it more of me? And and I can work on those things in a better way to start finding the positive mm-hmm. in other people. That's a level of presence as well. Yeah. Because people aren't all bad. They're doing the best they can in most cases. Yeah, and it's very easy for us to project. It is. Yeah. So I like that. Mm. Well, there you go, guys. So here's your challenge for the week. Here's your homework. Be present. <laughs> Go do it. Just Go get it done. Yeah. In fact, if you didn't, if you weren't present for the whole of this podcast, start it over and try again. <laughs> Be more present <laughs> and next re- time. And really listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Start it over again. <laughs> start it over again. All right. Mm. With that, this is Gary saying, do the next right thing. And this is Mike saying, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.